Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin, originally airing on the BBC. And we're back with season two. Uh, one person wrote in something, which is very nice. Shout out. Okay. Uh, Shout out. But one, one, one email does not a feedback episode make. So mm. I'm going to mm. save that on a document. We're going to do an end of season Merlin show uh if, with all of your feedback so if you want to send us in what your thoughts are go ahead and send it in now i'll collect it i'll save it uh but we're not going to be doing in, in, individual seasons we're just going to talk about the shit we're just going to barrel through chris season Let's one do is done we're on to season Woo! two we're not looking back we're looking forward how are you my man i'm doing all right how are you i'm well i'm doing very well fun episode I think that this episode this episode it's you can tell Maybe there's a little bit more budget behind it. I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions here, but we got some camera angles. We got some lighting. We got mm-hmm. some shirtless Arthur. You know, they're doing some things that they weren't doing before. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, uh, what's his name? James Bradley James. Uh, if, if he's going to appear as topless, like he probably asked for a little bit more money, right? He probably yeah. Had, no, they, for sure. I hope he did. I, I hope he earned it. I think. If so. you uh, <laughs> if you asked me to appear topless on this podcast, I'd be like, you got to put an extra zero at the end of my paycheck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay. a whole extra zero at the end. <laughs> That's that'll be thirty dollars then. <laughs> uh, before we get into the main part of the episode, we just want to thank all of our patrons over at patreoncom slash of the Week for supporting us. Uh, they get exclusive content, access to our Discord server, and episodes of this podcast early. So if you want to wait to a till shitty Thursday, if you want to get this on a proper Monday, mm. then head on over and check it out. Uh, we appreciate it, Chris. Please. Set us up season two of Merlin. What's been happening? Okay, let's get into it. Uh, last time on Merlin, Arthur was given a fatal bite by the questing beast, leaving Merlin no choice but to turn to magic to save his friend. Merlin traveled to the Isle of the Blessed, ready to sacrifice his life for Arthur. But Arthur, but when Nimoy intervened, things didn't go to plan. In the end, Merlin resolved not to sacrifice any one friend for another, f- refused to be manipulated by the dragon, and rescued Gaius from his own willing sacrifice. Nimoy was defeated, Arthur was saved, and destiny carried on. I forgot to mention that Morgana is definitely having nightmares and that is she also plotted to kill the king it just feels like that's an important detail to add does feel pretty important uh we're covering Merlin season two episode one the curse of Cornelius Sagan dude nah, nah that's not what this episode's called do what 
that's funny. That's just a funny episode name. Did I did I get it wrong, or are you just did not know? You just didn't. Even pay I just forgot that that was what his name was. The Curse of Cornelius Sagan. I will. I'll be honest. We don't. We don't. On this podcast, we do not support uh, popular writers of popular wizardry books anymore but this seems like it's directly out of that right <laughs> definitely yeah it's, it's huge huge hp vibes for sure this aired on september 19th 2009 autumn's birthday uh, and was directed by david moore and written by julian jones new servant cedric muscles in on merlin's position as arthur's right hand man and turns the prince against his loyal friend merlin is convinced the slippery newcomer is up to something and his suspicions prove to be correct camelot has never been camelot has never been more vulnerable but how can merlin make things right when thanks to cedric he might have lost arthur's friendship for good oh no um did you recognize our boy cedric yeah, so this is um, this is what not Garth Garrett. He's from the office. He's from the British office. He's Dwight, but whatever the British version of Dwight is, right? <laughs> oh, he's um, he's on Game of Thrones. I thought that's where I was going. Is he on Game of Thrones? Oh, I know from the office. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like a random. I've only ever seen him do comedy stuff. So he is um, in Game of Thrones. I'm not just making that up, right? I don't know. Get get this guy's IMDb up. Yeah, yeah. Cornelius Siggin. He was oral. On six what episodes, the, so I don't. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know who Oral is. O r e l l. At least yeah. I, th- I think we're talking about the same fella. I'm sure. Yeah. Is is he guy. not the same guy that I'm thinking? Hold on, I'm going to the IMDb. You it's tell Cedric. me what's going on in this episode. Oh, oh, he's the um, he's the other warg. He's the uh, warg from the north that John meets. That guy. All that right. guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All righty. Uh, yeah, he's the guy that was like telling uh what's her name like i mean you could just be with me and she's like why <laughs> why would oh, i want to do that i typed in merlin mm-hmm. cornelius into google and the first autocomplete is merlin fan fiction uh cornelius Sigan. okay all right i don't know why fan fiction is the first thing but he must be a popular character i can see that i mean he's 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 okay. a pretty uh goth dude um as we're gonna find out throughout this episode um, let me see if this is that same other guy that i'm thinking of I guess we should probably talk about the episode. This is not how you do a podcast. Chris. No, Stop yeah, it. yeah. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. I saw that on IMDb as I was scrolling by. Okay, I didn't see okay. British it, Office, but also I just trusted you, so I wasn't trying to I double think, check your work. Yeah. Oh, now I'm um I'm I'm second guessing. Anyway, so uh, there's some miners. They're down below Camelot in the caverns. I don't know if you knew this, Jeremy. But we have caverns below Camelot now. How old um, is Camelot? <laughs> like, haven't dude. you gotten the impression from season one that like this was all pretty new to everybody? Like. Uther had yeah. just founded all of the the knights or whatever and created that rule that they have to be royalty and like built a castle and invited some people in and like took up maybe five square miles of land or something and that's it like but I'm getting the impression now that this was maybe built on some older stuff yeah this is they this is typical typical British just conquering yep. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> paving right he on was top in the of office. the office I confirmed it he was in the office okay um so anyway yeah they're down they're down in the in the caverns in the vast expanse of land beneath Camelot um mining away when they find a hidden tomb filled with treasure uh we and cut some, over to, and some bad air when they break open this bad so, boy the miners yeah. are like woof, the woof. sulfur in there is absolutely <laughs> out of control um Arthur wakes up in the middle of the night shirtless that's i don't know why i keep bringing this up i guess i was really drawn to it it's sort of a subliminal thing now um he calls out for merlin and um i would just like to declare again i'm confused do the do the servants ever get to go home i see merlin at home quite often mm-hmm. yet he's always there in the night when arthur calls to him same thing with guinevere these two they need a break if you ask me 
They need they need a vacation. Is what they need. They need a mm-hmm. they need a vacation. Uh, like does sh- Arthur like just he, does he go to bed at like seven p.m. and then and then Merlin stays till like ten p.m. just in case he needs just in anything. case he needs something. Yeah, and then after ten p.m. like there's a there's a night Merlin, right? Yeah. The idea of <laughs> Arthur and I guess Morgana <laughs> going to bed at like seven p.m. is really funny to me. Uh, like these this nobility, like they have so much responsibility, so much worldly experience, but then at like seven o'clock, like okay, nighty night, and then Merlin and Guinevere are like, what? Why? Why do they go to bed like four-year-olds? What's going on? <laughs> and it, because there's no TV. Like, they have nothing to do after the sun goes down. Everyone just shuts <laughs> down. It's very true. <laughs> um, he calls for Arthur, uh, and both of their sleep has been disturbed quite a bit by the mining that is happening uh, downstairs. And there's a funny little bit where he orders Merlin to uh, tell the miners to stop. And Merlin says that the miners are operating on the king's orders. He's like, yeah, but you're operating on mine. Yeah. Um, we go back and check on this tomb, uh, and one dude steps on a trap, killed instantly. It was a bummer. Hate that it. Guy. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Um, and I wrote, <laughs> I wrote. Uh, oh, okay. This makes more sense. I, I wrote. They all ran away as Merlin arrives, and I was like, Did Merlin get summoned <laughs> by the? But yeah. no, Merlin is on his way down there when he sees all of the people leaving, um, and he finds this humongous sarcophagus, I guess, this humongous yeah. coffin uh, with a giant blue heart gem. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, a dead man in front of it, uh, with his face all drained of color. Ooh, yeah, this is this is some spooky stuff. This is some magical uh, mischief if I've ever seen it. Easy, absolutely easy. Uh, I-, I can identify that from a mile away. That that's this is some magical mischief. Gaius comes in, uh, immediately steps on the same stone, and we have to. Merlin has to save him through the use of magic. Uh, yeah. And yeah. there's a funny bit where. He, so he p- uses the magic to pick up a plate to block the arrow, and then he kind of tosses the plate aside right as Uther is coming in, and it kind of clatters around Uther's feet, and Uther just looks at him and goes, idiot. Dude, unreal. <laughs> unreal. <laughs> Imagine that energy, just... dude. Imagine the energy. If your king just walked in and was like, idiot. I don't I don't like Uther. I mean, I think Uther is an interesting character. I don't think he's a good person. Um, I am sort of envious of him, though. <laughs> Just, just the, the ridiculous disregard he has for all of those around him. It has to be pretty freeing, right? Like, I've yeah. lived most of my life in... <laughs> to in, be so far up your own ass. Dude, like... That, it, it, that you're invincible. I don't want to treat people like this all the time, but, like, maybe a day where I just don't have any respect for anyone around me. I don't want to treat people like this. I just don't want to even know if I am treating Yeah, I don't like even want to have... I don't like... Like, somebody take empathy away from me, so oh. I don't, I'm not even aware that it's missing. Like, I just want the entire concept removed from my oh. brain. So I don't get like all caught up if am I am I hurting somebody's feelings by driving my car on the wrong side of the road today. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. But no. Uh, so so yeah. Uther comes down, talks some shit to Merlin, uh, but he's delighted. He 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 doesn't see anything wrong with this at all. He his magic radar hilariously is not very accurate, and um, he does not identify the giant glowing blue sapphire shaped like a heart in the center of this tomb. Nothing magical about that. Um, he's just like, oh, which one of my forebears left all this sweet treasure for me? Um, and this is where that co- being up your own ass thing kind of you know starts to become a problem because um, he's he's just he's thrilled and he just set, tells Arthur like, hey, set the guard, you're responsible for this anyway. Bye. Um, and then we jump over to town, our first appearance mm. of this uh, tavern that we're going to be coming back to quite often as the rest of the series goes on. Um, 
but uh, this is our first introduction to it, and one of the miners is telling um, a man named Cedric at, that we were talking yeah. about earlier. I just identified him as a rapscallion. He's a um, rapscallion, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, low, a, a man of low birth, if you would, mm. maybe. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just saying. He's up to no good. He and um, and Cedric, this rapscallion, is talking to the miner, trying to get as much info in a casual way as he can out of this guy about the, the tomb that they discovered. Um and then he's like, hey, so how do you even get in there? Oh, you need the keys. Okay, who has the keys? Um, and eventually he uh, he's like, okay, I'll pay you for the information. Uh, he does some subterfuge, gives the guy the coin, tells him where to hide it, and then immediately just steals it back from him. So we know this guy's pretty sneaky. Um, but anyway, uh, Cedric learns that the keys to this uh, place uh, are held by Arthur, the prince. And only his servant is allowed into his chambers, so it's time for Cedric to make some moves. Even though we've definitely seen Gaius, Morgana, the king, we send a whole Quint. host of people in there. <laughs> um, we go to the next day where, uh, and a shocking reveal about how Arthur gets onto his horse. Uh, Merlin kneels down beside the horse so that Arthur could use him as a as a as a stepping stool i don't know why they were they i mean it's one of the things that is funny but at the same time it's like damn why do they gotta make arthur like way more of an asshole like every other episode it's, <laughs> Which it's is what they're doing here it's so bad that it like it it jumps over funny for me because i'm just like that's not it's not fun that's horrible no, like why would yeah. you do that to your like, friend everybody is seeing him do that in public <laughs> yeah not even like yeah. in the barn like in the middle of the fucking open square where people are just milling about uh Unfortunately, uh, for Arthur, the the bridle or whatever has not been secured properly, and he just goes ass over tea kettle right off the other side. Uh, he immediately chides Merlin for being a klutz, uh, and this is where Cedric rolls up, having caught the horse, and is all of a sudden very, very, very respectful to Arthur. It's an honor to serve the prince. You know, is there anything else I can do? He's brushing the shoulder off the whole he's, nine, dude. dude. He's schmoozing big time. He's he's schmoozing big time. Um... He yeah he's just he's just a total ass kisser um, and Arthur is somehow charmed by this because he's used to Merlin just giving him attitude all the time um, but yeah so they they invite this guy along to um, to come on their hunt because he's looking for work he needs something to do so hey why not why not give you a spear and entrust you a place at my side while we go hunt a boar. Uh, meanwhile, Gaius is back in the lab doing some research. Uh, he's trying to figure out where this you know whose whose tomb this is. Uh, and he goes back to the, the little dungeon area that they found it in, and um, this time brings his magnifying glass and notes that around the heart there's some writing. Um, and he starts, you know, writing that down. And then we switch back over to our little hunting crew, where uh, Cedric is following Merlin and Arthur. Uh, this huge wild boar appears, and it's CGI glory. Uh, Arthur mm-hmm. tries mm-hmm. to to spear it; it doesn't work. Uh, Cedric is immediately terrified and just kind of craps his pants and falls down. Whereas Merlin, without anybody noticing somehow, uh, uses his magic to pick up the spear and yeah. just fucking skewer <laughs> this thing. Uh, you know, Merlin's used to it at this point. Like he's like, no, literally, nobody makes eye contact with me. Nobody looks in my direction. I don't have to try that hard to hide it. I'll be honest with you. If I was hanging out with the guy that my buddy used as a footstool all the time i'd be like ah, i don't i don't have a lot to say to you my dude like if you seem willing to be able to do this and you've got a dorky smile on your face then i'm okay sure man go ahead yeah do whatever whatever man uh the the boar is dead and of course arthur is like 
who did this? And Cedric is like, oh, it was totally me. Absolutely mm-hmm. me. Uh, and I don't want anything in return except, you know, maybe maybe to work for you in the in the, yeah. in the castle. That sounds dope. Yeah. Um, no sweat. And, and Arthur is just like, hell yeah, sure. All right. I love when people work for me. <laughs> I would totally give you a position in the royal household. I don't care. You can go into Morgana's room. She's asleep half the time. We don't yeah. even we don't even take care of her anymore. Don't worry about the screaming. It's no big deal. She just does. It's that. no big deal. Nobody okay, knows Okay, listen. Why. Between me, 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 between me and you, bro, just ignore the night terrors. Okay, yeah, just the night ignore terrors. You're gonna hear or how I'm gonna be honest with you. That's why we don't go in there. We don't. We just, we just don't want to st- deal with it. Stay anymore. away from anything that's howling or screaming from Morgana's side of the castle. That's all we're doing. We try. And, we just um, try to stay away from it. Yeah, and it, I don't know how that's impacting her character development, but we absolutely are ignoring the issues plaguing her. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the lab, and Gaius explains to Merlin, who has just arrived, that this is the tomb of Cornelius Sigan. Sigan? I've already forgotten how they said it. I, I pronounced it Sigan. Oh, Sigan? I went with light, like a light A, Sigan. Okay. Uh, who was a famous and terrible sorcerer? Who was? Well, you'd uh, have to be with a name like Cornelius. <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have to overcome some. Some. Uh, you'd really have to. I overcome mean, if your nickname some, is basically personal. corny <laughs> for your Dude. entire life, you'd learn some powerful magic. Uh, they think that he could change night into day, uh, and that he may have helped build Camelot itself. Uh, and when he was too powerful, the king ordered him to be executed, uh, and he was. Because he was terrified of not having future generations remember him, he was obsessed with finding a way to defeat death. Uh, so, so, you know, some bad shit, some necromancy so, kind of shit is I, happening. I'm going to, I just, I got to figure this out from, I, you know, if he was killed, mm-hmm. I just feel like they wouldn't do him the honor of giving him his dope tomb, which I can assume he prepared beforehand. Um, so he must, he must have had followers, right? We'll just make it make sense for my head. He had, he had followers. They set him up. He told them what to do. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, cause I know, was thinking about that a lot. If he was killed, how did he end up in such a dope, dope tomb? Cause it just doesn't, you don't, you don't kill a guy and then give him a dope tomb. That just doesn't line up for me. So it must've been his followers. The, um, I know you, you don't, you're not much into the X-Men side of things, but there's a character, uh, one of the big villains of the X-Men is a guy named Mr. Sinister. Um, who all right has no <laughs> nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but he has a group of guys that he calls his nasty boys to <laughs> that hassle the X Men every once in a while. But anyway, uh, Mister Sinister is a basically ancient like dude who's always manipulating the DNA of Scott Summers and trying to come up with Ultimate Mutants and blah 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> but there's a whole thing where he um set up a machine so that every time he died he would just get transplanted into another someone else's consciousness and then take over their body and he had like a series of these set up to the point where at <laughs> at one point he's created his own london underneath the surface of alaska populated by mr sinisters <laughs> including it's like deep. royalty mr sinisters um surf mr sinisters night mr sinister like all this, different this guy actually has the... huge uther energy not <laughs> huge uther energy and i'm just thinking like if you're a powerful sorcerer like technology is indistinguishable for magic he just probably set up a soul machine so that as soon as the king killed him his soul just went into the blue stone that he had already set yeah. up and prepared yeah yeah his body's probably not even in that dope tomb he just set the whole that that this is all this is all starting to make sense. Okay, I'm sorry you had to learn about the nasty boys though. That's a it's always a big moment for hey. everybody's life. So. <laughs> the nasty boys the nasty run boys. by Mister Sinister. Okay, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, doesn't that make you want to read an X Men comic book? <laughs> a little bit, honestly. Um, all right, so where are we at with this? Uh, Gaius goes to see Uther and is like, "Hey, yo, this is this this chamber is fucking haunted. It's haunted by bad magic guys." And Uther is just like, "Nah, it ain't. I'm not worried about it." I 
conquered magic. Yeah. Dude, like literally every fucking week, you, your, your kingdom gets cursed. Like we got to stop acting like everything's fine. Uh, and he basically brushes this whole thing off. Gaius goes to leave. He and tells it, him not to give in to irrational fears. Yeah. That's, that's Uther's entire MO is irrational Insanity. behavior. Um, the big thing that, uh, we, we haven't mentioned it, but the big thing that cements uh, Gaius's idea that this is Cornelius uh, is that he's got the sigil of a raven all over all his shit. Uh, so Dude, that's, Morgana's uh, so jealous. And then Morgana that night is sleeping and dreams of a raven flying through like a full moon. And she wakes up screaming because she's like, I had that idea. I was going to put that in the zine next week. She was, yeah. That was my oh. idea. Nobody's really got into ravens Somebody. yet now over here. And I was going to bring it out. But oh, God damn it. Dude, that's that's that stinks. That I feel bad for. This was like her whole new aesthetic. She was about to like she had just she had ordered a bunch of stuff. It was gonna be shipped across the land to Camelot. She picked up some cool like feather gowns from from the shop by the labyrinth. Um, and she was ready to, for like a whole new era of Raven Morgana. Uh, and then this guy fucking shows up. <laughs> Dude, later on, uh, Cornelia shows up in like the Raven fucking cloak, and I'm like, Morgana yeah. is definitely taking down notes yeah. on what on how you did that for sure. Who for was sure. your designer, my dude? I know you're ki- you're killing Camelot, but where you get them threads? I need yeah. to know. So yeah, she wakes up from this nightmare. Obviously, if she's having a nightmare, we know shit's going down. She calls out to Guinevere once again. Guinevere is not sleeping because it's 8 p.m. Um, <laughs> and then the next morning, Merlin goes to serve Arthur some food. It's you know, it's it's not a well prepared breakfast because um, we get in there and Cedric has already given Arthur breakfast and it's a damn feast. I want to know who let Cedric into the kitchens. Who? Um, like what? I... But. Merlin gets basically, you know, tricked into to going to muck out the horses again. Yes. Um, which he, is going to be a constant um, throughout this. Uh, Cedric is eyeing up those keys that's on Arthur's belt, his whole purpose for being here. Meanwhile, Gaius is checking on Morgana, uh, and she tells him about the dream, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, don't, don't worry about it. It's just a dream. Why don't you have more And she's drugs? like, no, you don't understand. That was my whole aesthetic she's like i don't understand what your fascination with the word aesthetic is it doesn't mean anything tumblr has not been invented yet borgata she's like i don't but it's so cool follow my aesthetic um, blog yeah come on um yeah but he's like here just uh just take more pills just have more of this this sleeping drought just have some milk of the poppy take something stronger and she's like what like a blow to the head um Dude, they just continue to just dismiss her gaslighter. Oh, you're constantly. not. You're don't worry about it. She's like, no, he is stealing my style. I know he is. And they're like, Morgana, you don't have any style. <laughs> She's really losing her grip, dude. It's not fair. Poor Morgana. Uh, meanwhile, Merlin is out, you know, mucking out them stalls when Cedric throws a sleep grenade, of which he uses a couple of times in this episode. Like, I swear to God, I blinked and then Merlin was in the dirt. I was like, what happened? He uses a, he- a sleep grenade who has this kind of technology at their disposal a rap scallion wow i want to go to rap scallions rs and get a sleep grenade yeah. well yeah that's where you'll find him um yeah this dude's passed the fuck out now um and then cedric you know he releases all the horses to to once again make merlin look bad um the horses are riding out running all over the place they gotta wrangle them in and then arthur goes into the stable to see what the hell happened and he just finds merlin passed out in shit in horse shit with his face in it um, Arthur is, um, of course, perplexed, somehow not surprised, despite all that Merlin has done for him. We act like Merlin gets everything wrong always. Um, and, uh, Cedric comes in, tries to play the nice guy. And he's like, oh, maybe you should give Merlin the night off. Let him, let him rest a while. 
Um, and this is this is where Merlin goofs up, man. He calls Arthur a clot pole. The sinister insult of this series. Uh, he says, if he wasn't being such a clot, Paul, he would know that Cedric was just trying to get rid of him. If you were wondering where we pulled that line uh, from <laughs> for our uh, music, for our opening theme, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, this yeah. is it. This is where it finally came in, 14 episodes in. Um, Merlin goes home. He's in a big sulk. He goes into the lab. He, he tells classic like teenager behavior. Merlin, are you okay? I'm fine. Merlin, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Going to my room. Can go play like, some... Is it the fuck? Is it the Raven thing again? Merlin, <laughs> not you too. I'm gonna play some Doom Two on my IBM PS One. <laughs> Leave me alone, Gaius. I'm just oh, I'm busy. He's just sitting in the corner with a with a hoodie on, playing his stupid little controller on his PC. Um, but Gaius is uh has this kind of weird uncle slash dad relationship with Merlin. So he goes in and like brings a rag to clean his face with, and like cleans him off a little bit. Um, and Merlin has, has concerned himself because he's he's like, you know, I'm not an idiot, but Arthur definitely thinks I am. Uh, mm. And Gaius is like, you're not an idiot, but I, I want to talk about something different. You have a destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it is sad, though, but this this scene, like, they play the sad Merlin music yeah. when, when Arthur dismisses him. And, like, Merlin is, like, genuinely, like, really sad that his friend sees him this way. Um, and it just makes Arthur look like an asshole. And I know there'll be episodes where he's the greatest guy in the world. So I'm like, we gotta, we gotta figure this out, people. But Merlin is genuinely hurt by all this. And Gaius, again, yeah, he's like, um, anyway, uh, you should go talk to the dragon. Is that what, is that where we're at right now? I think so. Um, no, no, he tells, he, he this is where we explain everything, right? So if, oh, uh, yes, 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 so yes, yes, yes. Cornelius' soul is trapped in this thing. He's translated it. There's a little riddle. He who breaks the soul will help me, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. Uh, basically, if the stone is taken out of this tomb, it'll release the soul of uh, the, the corny sorcerer. Um, we have a brief scene with Arthur, also shirtless, just for the Chris Mosers out there in the world that want me to call, yep. call it out every time. Uh, yep. He gets into into the bed. Um, Cedric, this is his first time. He's like, it's seven. What do I do? What do I do? Like, yeah. am I off? Do I get to, yeah. is this my, is this what, is that, do I like clock out? Uh, what no, do I do? you have to wait by the door. What do you mean? I'm scared. Wait, what do you mean I have to wait by the door? I've got like, I've got a life too. Like, I've got a place to go to. Like, I don't just live here. No, no. He's, he yeah, just, but I might get scared. <laughs> he just steals Arthur's keys and then, uh, Uses another like immediately. He doesn't wait till he falls asleep. He just steals them immediately. Yeah, Arthur. Has, Arthur has. I don't know why I keep saying that word weird. I keep going all over the place with it. Uh, Arthur is not even asleep. He's barely in the bed when this dude comes around snaking those keys out. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Cedric goes down to the dungeon, uses more smoke bombs, and uh, gets into the tomb, and is just very gleeful. He starts taking every little thing that he can get his hands on. He sees this one jewel and is like, whoa, this is dope. But then he sees the big blue guy and is like, oh, yeah, this is this is mine. You um, know, this guy's crimes aren't even that bad. Like, he was just trying to steal some riches and get out of here. He I'm blew not, it at the, at the finish line, dude. And it's not even his fault. Uh, like, he didn't know that it was possessed. Like he, no. I mean, his his one his one like you know he's just a little kind of like a little greaseball. He's just a, he's a rap scout. Yeah, like I can't he's really be mad at the guy. He's just a rap scout, but he's just trying to he's just trying to make some bread. You know, he's trying to put himself first. You know, and, he's just, and he's just trying to he's, make it in this crazy world called Camelot. Nobody's using that treasure down there. Uther doesn't need it. 
He was so close. He was so yeah. He was a little. He was a little mean to Merlin, but it was really you know it was all part of the plan. It was nothing personal, kid. It was, it was just, that kind of vibe. It was just you a know? goof. It was just a goof. It's just yeah, a goof. It's just the he's job. Come on, you gotta you know, have a thick. A, you gotta have a thicker skin, or you're gonna wind he's up facing the horse guy, all the He's time. not a villain, you know. Yeah, uh, but now he's dead because an ancient sorcerer took over his body. But now he's super fucking dead because uh, yeah. And yeah, so he picks up the stone, which causes the blue smoke to uh, go out of it, kind of like very reminiscent of Supernatural's demons, uh, and go into Cedric's nose and mouth. Uh, and when he opens his eyes again, the stone is clear, but his eyes do this. Is, they're not like black like the demons that murdered my family, but they are like just the pupils are hard black, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is cool. It seems like it's just this guy's eyes you know coming through exactly the, yeah. um rather than anything like super magical or, or spooky there is a noticeable change which which looks cool uh when this happens merlin startles awake uh he doesn't have it's presumably he gets to sleep in his own bed tonight since he doesn't have a job yeah. anymore um and merlin leads gaius and uh, arthur to the tomb where they find uh the clear stone and they very quickly put together that the only person that had access to this was cedric so Merlin races off, confronts Arthur, and says that Cedric is possessed by an evil spirit. And he sounds, he, I mean, he's hes kind of rambling and yelling. Um, and to be fair, like, it's not a, it's not a, like, great story. <laughs> and no, this is, this is not a good, a good selling point. And Arthur is already done with all of this stuff from the very beginning. Yeah. He's like, uh, this is, this is boring. Like, you need to go back to bed. Like, Plus not- there was nobody there to comfort him when he cried out a few minutes ago. <laughs> Where did they go? I need my servant to tuck me back in, please. Uh, but and he does. He calls for Cedric and says, "Like, get this dude out of my sight." And so Cedric shows up, uh, and they get into this like fight that is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's, there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of like eye gouging. It's like Merlin doesn't want to hurt him really, but yeah. he just like didn't know what else to do. <laughs> at one <laughs> so point, he just like jumps at him. He tries to like tackle Cedric, and Cedric like kicks him up in the air like at arthur and they both go down and then cedric like crawls under the bed to get away from merlin which is how arthur finally like grabs him up and like is able to escort him to the dungeon or whatever to go cool off for a while yeah so this is this is the thing he says that merlin has finally gone too far and he throws him in a cell and that's you know arthur hasn't done this to him before he's put up with a lot of from his perception he's put up with a lot of foolishness and a lot of mischief um obviously not realizing the truth but yeah this is this is this is not great no not at all uh it's not a good thing uh that night cedric uh is returned we know that because he says i have been i have returned so now he's officially cordelius uh he begins casting a spell and it causes all of the stone gargoyles around uh camelot to come alive and begin to Mm -hmm. attack fucking everybody and everything Everything. everybody's this guy's like he he might be the most dangerous person we've this run is into dope. This, is, this is a dangerous wizard. Yeah. Like when you when you see people like this, you're like, oh, I get it. Like yeah. I thought you were just talking this about is, like, this. This is why Luther's so freaked out. Oh, okay. This um, is why. Yeah, he, okay. I mean, he goes full goth. He's got the raven cloak. Um, he's got, he's parted his hair differently. His voice sounds deeper. Yeah. Like this actor is actually like like doing the Fuck thing, killing it, dude. It's fun. It's, yeah. like, it's a good time. Uh, uh, and we, then all hell breaks loose. There's gargoyles everywhere, which is the last thing that you want to be dealing with. Uh, Gwen has been sent out to fetch something, so she gets she runs into one of these things and has to scream and run away. Uh, Uther orders Arthur to hunt him down and and kill him. There's panic in the streets. 
Uh, Merlin is hearing all of this from his cell. Uh, Uther is just like hiding on his throne when Gaius comes in and is like, I fucking, I told you, I told you this mm-hmm. would happen. Like what did, and even now, like it, where the, the castle is literally shaking and like breaking apart around them. Art Uther is, is like, Camelot will not fall to a sorcerer while I'm king. Mm-hmm. Homie, you're in the throne room. What are you yeah. doing? Bro, you told you just get out to go there. out there. Get yeah. out there. Go pick up uh, a fucking and Gaius, sword. Guy says that a man who conquered mortality cannot be killed. They always throw in like one kind of like kind of yeah, sick line. Kind of sick um, line. This guy's this guy's pretty serious. Um, and as the the shit just continues to hit the fan, Arthur and his men are trying to fight these gargoyles. Um, Gaius and Gwen are just treating the injured, doing what they can. Morgana comes down to help, um, but it's it's not going well. There's Arthur gets knocked out a few minutes later. Like things, things are not great, um, and and leaves Merlin with no choice but to finally break out of his cell. Um, uh, and we actually, I've totally forgot that this was like a, a thing. Uh, when Arthur gets kind of knocked out for a little while, it's Guinevere who comes to save him. She mm-hmm. jumps in and, and like pulls him away and um, eventually leads him back to the infirmary to to treat his injuries. Not before they do that classic move uh, where you know two people fall down and, oh. and the girl falls on top of the boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's because it's it's sexy, Chris. It's sexy yeah. because it's it's. And the, they they have to do the uh, hi, uh, hey. hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny to me. Um, <laughs> She takes him back to the hospital. Uh, he attempts to, like, I guess say thank you. And what comes out is she, he just looks at her and says, you always surprise me. And she looks at him and yeah. like, is, is that all? Is that, is that, can is that I go? Uh, and and he does eventually thank her. But there is, yeah, yeah there, there is this, this moment of slowdown, I guess, with the pace of everything that's going on. Everything got so hectic and, and, and crazy. And, um, and this is the one moment where we sort of pause and they sort of look at each other. And then it's like, okay, well, now shit's popping off again. It is extremely cute, and uh, I really like Gwen um, and, and Arthur. Like these two have a lot of chemistry together, so I, I like these two mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, the monsters are continuing to attack outside. Merlin makes his way to the Citadel where they have set up this temporary hospital, uh, and he's kind of watching from above as Uther arrives uh, and says, you know, that he's going to seal it off uh, so that the monsters don't get inside. And this this causes Arthur to stand up and say, absolutely not. We're gonna, Me and my men are going out there. He's, I'm not going to let those people that are trapped outside die. It's my duty to Camelot and myself. And then everybody looks at Uther and just goes, oh! <laughs> you got uh, burnt, He doesn't homie. even do anything. <laughs> he doesn't even do anything. What a uh, shit And king. so, yeah, Arthur heads up. What a shit king. What's like, that? Just, just, he's just yeah. a shit oh. king, dude. Like, what is... What, like, you're not even going to go out there and fight? You're just going to be a... I mean, you're not even helping people in, right anymore. You're just sitting inside. Uh, Uther would be a lot more interesting if they ever showed him, like, being good at his job. <laughs> just a little bit. Every once in a while. But it's always him just, like, trying to stop Arthur from doing something or executing an innocent person. Yeah, it's it's never great. Um, Merlin manages to flag down Gaius, who comes over yes. and is like, hey, I think you and I both know uh, what we need. There's only one person that can help us, uh, and it's the great dragon. And of course, Merlin is is shocked, but necessarily He's like, like you. How did you knew I was talking to the dragon? He was like, dude, there's yeah, a fucking yeah. dragon. Like, of course I know about it. You um, were 18 years old, and you have size 16 shoes. I, I've heard your claw hoppers <laughs> ch- chomping down those dude, dungeon claw- steps from here. You're banging into every corner you come around. <laughs> like, you ain't slick, chief. Um, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not calling you a klutz like Arthur does, but I'm just saying that you're kind of klutzy Merlin yeah, you gotta yeah. figure you're working, this out you're working at a disadvantage all right that's all I'm saying um but but Mer- Merlin is like dude I can't uh I kind of I kind of can't go see the magical dragon locked beneath the castle because um 
we broke up we totally last broke season. Up. We, uh... it's, it was pretty harsh. It was a pretty he breathed fire at me, which was kind of hardcore. Um, and I yeah I I, I don't really I don't know if I'm willing to to uh, reengage at this at this moment. Yeah, it's it's like what happens when maybe you have a falling out with a mutual on social media, and then <laughs> like one DMs the other and you kind of make up, but then both of you are in that spot where you're not going to follow the person until they follow you, right? Like you're not gonna you're not gonna initiate <laughs> we're at that. A, we're at a standstill. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're friendly, yeah. and it, you know we see each other in the mentions. You know it's a it's a it's a wave and a nod or whatever, but like we're not we're not like that anymore that's why i feel like merlin and and the dragon are right now like we're not we're you know we're good we ain't like that we're okay i don't know how much time has passed in season one i i'm arthur has abs now so i guess a little bit of time seven days it's it's always Um, the answer is always seven days (laughs) it's been one week okay um but okay yeah so i guess uh i guess merlin's got no choice uh arthur and his men continue to fight against the gargoyles while merlin is finally like okay I gotta go talk to the dragon. Clippity-cloppity. Um, down those dungeon stairs. Clippity-clippity-cloppity-cloppity. Yeah. Clippity-clippity-clippity. And the dragon hears him coming a mile away. He's, he's laughing to himself. Um, and yeah, dragon talks some shit. He's like, I can't trust you. I thought you were loyal. What happened to love and loyalty, bro? Um, you you betrayed me. You talked you talked that shit. I talked my shit. And I don't really know how I feel right now. Um but you know the dragon, the dragon. They, they do. They, they talk, and then the dragon is like, "Hey, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you that the spell that you need, because you need a very powerful spell to, to defeat Sigan. Um, but in exchange, you must promise to one day free me from this place." Um, and and Merlin says, "Well, if I release you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" The dragon says, "That's none of your concern." I love which, it. Which I love it. If he, if he had if he had not said that I don't know if Merlin would have worried I certainly wouldn't have been very worried but if you say that's none of your concern I go hold up now I kind of feel like it hold is up, wait a minute <laughs> hold on do you have you seen what happens I can't remember yeah. I don't or do you remember yes, what happens I have seen okay. I have seen what happens yeah what about what are the fa- one of the favorite moments of the show is when this is finally delivered upon and I I mm. just adore it so much um, but Merlin has no choice the 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 stone gargoyles are, and the sorcerers are taking apart Camelot and all of his friends. So he promises that he will one day free the dragon. Um, he t- the dragon tells Merlin to close his eyes and open his mind. And then he just like coughs a spell into him. Yeah, he breathes. And he just kind of like, just bro. breathes. Like this is the worst way to learn a spell, right? Like this is not how yeah. I want to learn a spell. Um, um, but yeah, he just absorbs that dragon mist, <laughs> that dragon spray. Um, and it, uh, it, it goes, he, the dragon says few men have ever been gifted such knowledge. Use it wisely. So that's, you know, no sweat there. Um, I don't even know what the spell is exactly, <laughs> but, um, real, yeah. real so now, just wishy-washy stuff on the spell. Like, uh, cause it doesn't, all he does is go outside and like blow up a, a dragon or blow yeah. up a stone gargoyle. So, uh, before that happens, we, we see the monsters, uh, kind of picking off Arthur's knights one by one. Arthur again is is knocked down, uh, and this time he's he's passed out because uh, everybody has to get knocked out so that Merlin can do magic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some back and forth with like Arthur ordering his knights to to retreat and like retreating without him. Uh, Uther is super super mad that they come inside the citadel without Arthur. Uh, this is when the walls start to to break in, um, and just as a gargoyle is about to attack Arthur over his like uh, unconscious body, here comes Merlin. Uh, and he shatters it. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. This is this is all pretty cool. Um, there's like a really dense mist or fog everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as Merlin saves Arthur from the gargoyle, then we see Sigyn step out of the mist. Um, and we're having we're having a good old fashioned bad guy confrontation here. They're about to go one on one. Um, but 
before we can just jump into action, uh, Sigan is like, "Yo, real recognizes real here, and I, I think you should you should join me. Like, why do you put up with this? I've seen you be treated like a slave by these people. You're put upon them, and you're overlooked. When you have so much power, you have so much more power than all of these people, and yet you do their bidding. Like, why? Why? Um, don't you want Arthur and the whole world to know?" know you for who you are um but it's of course of course this isn't going to work merlin's not going to be swayed by darth vader here that's not his move um he says he'd rather serve a good man than to rule with an evil one uh bootlicker merlin here he goes but um i do want to mention uh one of cordialis's line here because he says arthur will tremble at your voice and he will kneel at your feet uh which i Mm. think is 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 pretty dope yeah this is you know I, i think merlin it's hard with shows that kind of promote this like ideology, this ideal like idea of uh, morality, um, because there's like there's some larger issues at play when you start to like really think about it. Like we've called it out a little bit of like them telling Gaius he's a he's a free man now or whatever. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> where does where does Gwyn sleep or anything? Um, but like it, it 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 I think in the the context of the story like. It's not trying to. No, grapple we're just with... we're really supposed to just take it at face value. Here, this is good. This is bad. Exactly. Yeah, we're not one. You know, it, and and Merlin is supposed to grapple with the morality of like, oh, to be powerful and be unchecked, but also you know to to be able to see the consequences of that, to see his his, his loved ones dead, and presumably like dozens, if not hundreds, of people have died in this attack. <laughs> so. Um, it is, it is kind of interesting, but of course, like you said, like he's not going to be tempted by Vader. Uh, so no. Cordelius is like, well, fine. Well, then I'll just take your power myself. And he smokes out of Cedric's body and tries to smoke into Merlin's. Uh, and as he does this, Merlin begins casting a spell. And he's, he's saying it out loud, and we don't know what happens. We just see the smoke go inside of him, and then he mm. collapses on the ground, and he starts convulsing. Uh, and when his eyes open we hear a raven crowing in the distance and we kind of see that same effect that it, of Cedric's eyes where they got to go black in the pupil again. Yeah. Uh, things are not looking good here. Um, and we, we, I assume that the, the spell has something to do with this soul transference type of thing. Um, because he very clearly like gets taken over and then maybe there's some internal struggle. Um, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know actually what happens here. Um, the next thing that we see is Gaius coming out to check on him, and I would just love to know who let Gaius out of the keep, because the knights ran back in. They barred the doors. No one's to get out. The, this knight was holding back Uther himself. He's holding back the king. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, okay, yeah, Gaius can go. It's fine. <laughs> Gaius is a sneaky man. He's got he had a back door yeah. entrance, right? I mean, yeah. Merlin got but, uh, out of this room. <laughs> no problem. True. This is true. <laughs> and is into the dungeon. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he 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 sees who he thinks as we think is Merlin in the mist. Is it Sigin? What's going on here? Um, and there is this moment where Gaius sees Merlin, and and you don't quite know if that's really him or if he's been possessed. Um, but then Merlin holds up the heart. That blue stone is blue again. It's no longer um, devoid of a soul, uh, and it worked. So presumably the spell probably helped him get the soul right into the um, stone rather than stay inside of him. Uh, and they hug and, and they were victorious and no one else will ever know. But at least at least Merlin gets gets one one person congratulating him on a good job. We uh, we, we cut over to the tomb where they're uh, they're sealing it back up again. Um, and then we go to Uther 
Um, and I would love to have seen something about like what Uther thinks happened in this evening, <laughs> because from the outside, it looks like they attacked us and then stopped and then went away. Yeah, right. I guess he just assumes that Arthur beat the last gargoyle and that was that. Yeah, and Ar- and Arthur is just like, sure, okay, yeah, we'll go with that mm-hmm. that story. Uh, yeah, but what, whatever. What, what Uther does say here is that Gaius was right and that they need to learn a lesson from this event. And the lesson is that Uther was right. <laughs> <laughs> magic is super evil and it's their greatest threat and they need to ensure that all sorcerers and their followers are eradicated from the kingdom mm. so before we kind of had this like um i guess for lack of a better phrase don't ask don't tell thing with magic and i'm not trying to make this a metaphor for homosexuality or anything but right, like right. it was just seemed to be that kind of thing of like uther is not actively pursuing sorcerers he's just like if we catch you we'll execute you mm-hmm. publicly in a mm-hmm. really horrible fashion and we make morgana watch because she i mean she has nightmares anyway we might as well fuck with her yeah, um, they're all that's that's their attitude we might as well we fuck with her it's sort well of their entire um relationship with morgana everyone it's it's quite cruel it's very cruel uh and she excuse me uther now seems to be taking a more proactive approach with this of saying like we're gonna go out there and we're gonna find him yeah not great um er, he wants to eradicate sorcerer use the word eradicate that's a that's a a negative word that's um that's a potent word as things are not looking good um and yeah i think we end this episode with like you know some bad news and then um gaius is trying to serve merlin some like good breakfast to cheer him up to be like, hey, you know what? You deserve you deserve some nice home cooked food for once, and not the slop that I usually make you eat. I don't eat it. I make I just make you eat it. <laughs> yeah, um, I cook food for myself. I've got great food for myself. <laughs> me and Uther are friends for a reason. Um, and that's when Arthur comes in. He's all beat up, and it seems like he's going to be nice to Merlin. Um, but then all he does is just dump his armor on this table and tells Merlin like he's hey you got to clean it, which means Mer- Merlin's got his job back and they're back to square one. But also like damn dude, I was about to eat that meat pie or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, thanks for ruining my dinner, uh, which was also served like presumably either way before or after his after Arthur's, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some more uh, some more funny clot pole chat because Arthur says he remembers him calling him a clot pole, and then when Arthur leaves, uh, Gaius looks at. Merlin is like clot pole. Like nobody knows where the slang came from, and we all know it's from the slang section of Morgana Zine. Merlin is the only yeah. one that's been reading it, and he, so he's the only one walking clot pole around town. You know what I'm saying? But he hasn't used it in front of her yet. I think the, so. She publishes it anonymously, but every single person, every single person in knows. in the in Camelot knows that it's her, except Merlin. Merlin somehow is not on the ground floor of the this is Mer- Morgana Zine situation. So he's he's used. He thinks that this is very cool. Again, it was the same thing. With with Gwen's father where he was a fan because he just wanted to get to know his daughter better little did he know that his daughter was nothing like what's portrayed in these scenes um it's really it's the tragedy of Morgana is, is just getting worse by the oh, day dude, every every single episode that goes by uh, it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse she's got one now she's one reader and she doesn't even know that he's a reader Hard to get subscription numbers when you're just leaving copies of your scene just laying around everywhere. You know what I'm so saying? True. You don't know how many so are being used or how many people are, are actually reading them or, or what. It's tough out there. You don't really know. You don't have the analytics back in Camelot She leaves. Times. She goes whenever the uh, prison cells are empty. She goes in and like hides them under the hay. Oh that's yeah, in there. <laughs> Might as well like, give them something to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, they 
just like every Merlin episode, we do like a little uh, on on next week's episode thing. And I thought it was just next week's episode. And so when it lasted for like four and a half hours and had yeah. all of this cool shit, I was like, is all of this in the next episode? That's crazy. Uh, I watched no. it for like 30 seconds and then I turned it off because I was like, oh, this is the whole season. They are previewing, they are like the, previewing whole the whole season, um, including uh, a very interesting question that I'll just... You know, of Gaius looking at Uther and says, "Sire, you know that your wife is a troll, right?" <laughs> and if that doesn't get you excited about watching Merlin season two, oh. I don't know what will. Uh, Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. This is a good episode. Uh, fun sorcery stuff. We reunited mm-hmm. with the dragon. Uh, we we've set up some a little bit of a maybe just a little bit of a meta plot with that. And uh, I'm I'm excited to to kind of get into all of season two, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Our guest star, uh, Mackenzie Crook. That's his name. I had the IMDb mm-hmm. IMDb page still up, but uh, he was great. Uh, Sigan was great, and um, you know, rest in pepperoni, bro. You're done for. But uh, you're um, done. Thanks for, you're thanks done for showing up. Uh, that little miner that he stole all this from is probably like I didn't. I had no idea it was a sorcerer. <laughs> like I thought he yeah. was cool. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that's what the part we don't see is that man was later executed. <laughs> Absolutely executed for his crimes of getting drunk and talking to a guy at a bar. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you want to uh, support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you want to support us indirectly, you can tell all of your friends who may be into Merlin about this podcast. Um, We've gotten some feedback from people saying that they're either watching along or watching for the first time for years and just having a great time with it. So uh, join us. It's fun. It's a good show. Watch along Mm, with us. It's very fun. Um, And uh, that's it. Bye, Chris. Okay. See you later. Goodbye. All right. Catch you later. Bye, Chris. Bye. Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Chris. Bye, Jeremy. Chris, bye. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Bye. Can you hear me this time? I can hear you this time. Man, could you hear me last time? I couldn't hear you any other time but now. Okay. Oof. It never gets easier. <laughs> you know, I could uh we could switch to like Zencaster. Was that easier for you when we used it with Bob? Um no, it's um no. Okay. I mean maybe. I don't know. I just want I no. <laughs> I like seeing our little icons at Discord. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, it's just because I only I now only use this laptop to record, and it's just it's getting old. It's you know it's on its last legs. I will have to switch to my newer laptop at some point, but I figured you know I'll get some use out of this sucker. Anyway, what's up? This is a good outtakes. What's up, gamer? You've been gaming lately, dude. Dude, have Whoa. I been gaming? <laughs> I um, there's a roguelike called uh slay the spire uh-huh. um and it's a it's a deck builder which i traditionally hate um and i happen to notice that both more of a porch guy not so much decks more of a porch, more of a porch, porch kind of dude gotcha. but uh but this one and another game um in the same genre called monster train are both on game pass and i was like kind of post elden ring like gaming slump and so just downloading a bunch of random shit on game pass and uh tried it out and i have put i don't want to tell i want to i don't want to tell you how many hours in that game chris how many hours have you put into that game i have i've put in too many for uh some of the days involved to be weekdays let's just say uh-huh, that uh-huh, um, uh-huh. okay okay 
but it's neat there's uh four characters that play dramatically different from each other there's like a street guy and a poison lady and a robot with orbs and uh a, a, a blind chick who focuses on like stances and i've realized none of these words make sense because like it i, I don't know how to explain <laughs> you just have to kind of see it in motion but basically yeah. you, you you build your deck full of attacks or defense or whatever and you go through and you kill a bunch of monsters and, and bosses and it's all of the different little interactions just are just so fucking compelling and addicting try to get a build together and all that stuff and it's it's fun it's, it's all like, i've been doing like getting addicted to a video game dude and i am addicted <laughs> i can tell because when i open up my twitter app uh my twitter app only loads 1500 posts um which is great because it like does everything in chronological order and there's no ads mm-hmm, or any of that mm-hmm. bullshit, but it only keeps like 1500 on your timeline. And every time I've opened it recently, it's just been at the bottom of that list and been like, Oh yeah, so, it's been a while. It's been a while since you looked at your phone, but Hey, that's maybe that's not a bad thing either. I don't know. What are we doing to our brains? It's not important. It doesn't um, matter. Have you been gaming at all? I've been doing a little gaming, but nothing like new and exciting. I've been playing Resident Evil 4 again since the, the remake was just finally mm-hmm. announced um, this weekend. I thought, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just dive right in. Um, that's been going interestingly because I don't know if I've ever played it on like professional difficulty, which is just like the next one up from normal. Um, I feel like maybe back on PS2 I did, but every mm-hmm. other time that I've replayed it, I've just done it on normal just to have like a quick run through the game. And then I started on professional right when I beat it and then I never get into it. So now I just started there. I'm going. I'm going from there. I'm trying to do like a no death run, and by no death run, I mean uh, every time I die, rather than just hitting continue, I exit out to the menu and reload for my last save, so that it keeps my death counter at zero, which uh, is also a huge okay. pain yeah. in the ass because that means it's not using any checkpoints. Um, so I've for some reason I've just given myself some real difficult tasks there, but it's been a lot of fun to like have to really stretch my knowledge of that game as far as it can go uh, to survive. I think there's another difficulty after this. It's been too long. I'm rusty. I'm rusty is what it is. But um, but I'm very excited. It's it's fun to play it. I'm super excited for the remake. The Yesterday. I'm, I'm excited about the remake as well. They just announced PS5, you know, Xbox upgrades for Remake 2, Remake 3, and 7, I believe. So we were just talking about how we should we should play that again. And, uh, well, here we go. Here's our Here's our excuse. We we, we got to jump in, dude. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there yeah. Be they finally the they finally announced DLC for Resident Evil Eight like a year later. It seems that seems really weird. I guess that has to be a COVID thing, though, right? Like they probably mm-hmm. just couldn't because mm-hmm. I feel like Eight came out before COVID. I'll be real. I don't really remember when Eight came out. Was it this year or was it last year? <laughs> when did Resident Evil Village get come out? Everything is such a blur. I think it was last year. But I don't remember when last year. Oh my god, what is happening? Every, everything I used to know, it especially for a game that May I really like, of twenty twenty one. So, wow. So it's been a, it's been a year. It's been more than a year. That's the Holy Steam. Smokes. That's the Steam version of that. Oh, the, I the think main, it was main release was May second. So that that makes that makes sense. Okay. All right. Wow. It's been that a year. Well, yeah, the, anyway, <laughs> that thing released on the Google Stadia. <laughs> Damn, they put that thing on everything. Uh, I guess the RE engine just or, or whatever it's called. Is it that what it's called? It's not important. The engine that Capcom uses it runs on everything, I guess, uh, yeah. and they make everything in it. Resident Evil is in it. Devil May Cry is in it. And Street um, Fighter is in it. Yeah, Street Fighter's in it. That's crazy. Those are yeah. very different games, but um, everybody's teeth looks, you know, they look freaky, but that's okay. I can deal with freaky teeth in my video games. As long as they um, play smooth, man. I don't, I don't really care about your teeth. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, speaking of faces, they 
so they they showed the Resident Evil 4 remake trailer like two weeks ago or whatever it was at the PlayStation event, and then they re-showed it or um, at the Capcom thing that they just did this week. Um, the only difference was we got a Leon face reveal, which felt like it was sort of like this big deal. But at the same time, I'm like, but I know what he looks like. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> like he was he was in Resident Evil 2, and we all just played that. What do you mean face reveal? <laughs> he looks the same. His hair's just a little longer. That's it. That's it. We've seen him before. He's Leon Kennedy. We know what he looks like. We've been yeah. there before. The part that I just played of Resident Evil 4, you meet this guy who looks like an exaggerated version of uh, Napoleon, like Bonaparte, because <laughs> um, uh, everybody assumes that Napoleon was really short, so this guy's like two feet tall. Uh, he's like wearing the Napoleon hat. Sure- like how you made sure you said Bonaparte's hot. You didn't think I meant like, you know, dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> Not to be confused with. Um, and Leon calls him bro, which I thought was pretty funny, but n- not enough to mention on a podcast. Um, but the response he gets back is he gets called, Leon gets called Mr. Scott. And I was like, why the fuck is he being called Mr. Scott? What is his middle name is Scott. His last name is Kennedy. This is just very, this is from Resident Evil nitpicks that I'm doing here. Not important for the podcast. Um, Does that matter? But yeah, weird stuff. Anyway, I'm playing that and I'm playing Trails in the Sky. Um second chapter again uh i was really far into that game wait you know i love these trails games did you pick up where you left off or are you playing this game again because i restarted like... it oh i restarted God, it Chris. because like a, a I, was, I was really close game. to the end of the game and then one day i was just saying this just the other day um it's on it's on pc and i don't play pc games so i played on my laptop and i thought it was weird and one night i was playing it like a year ago and i was just like sitting in an awkward position and i reached for my beer and i spilled my beer all over fucking everything and so i just like turned the game off didn't save and then like never went back to it because i was i had a bad i had a bad time and i was like play on pc sucks um but here i am again because i gotta i gotta make sure that i get get it done um i i actually might just reload my old save now that i've been replaying the beginning part of it i kind of remember what the game is about what's going on and i can just jump into it anyway that's not exciting nobody wants to hear about that I'm How's a, Game of Thrones going? <laughs> besides, besides the uh, deck builder card game that I'm playing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me and Autumn started playing a uh, card shark game. Oh, uh, where the the main purpose is to uh, cheat at cards. Um, <laughs> Very did good. you uh, speaking of Game of Thrones? Did you play Reigns at all? Do you have any any remember any memory of that video game? Uh, I remember was, you playing that in and okay. like seeing that game because you would send me screenshots and stuff of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did a Game of Thrones version that was really really cool. Like it's, it takes place like kind of in the last season, and you you start out as a Game of Thrones character, and it's like it got a Tinder interface, so it prompts you with the decision, <laughs> and you just swipe right or swipe left, and it, it takes you through a story. It's basically a choose your own adventure kind of game, but like really really mm. slickly done. Anyway, this is their new game. Um, it takes place in like. 1700s France, I think, and you kind of get um, taken under the wing by this like group of traveling Romani um, with a magician and a card shark, and uh, they teach you how to like cut the deck and and in jog the deck so that when you cut the deck, you can make the card go to the top like it's like you're all clever and everything. Um, and you have to kind of bluff your way through these situations and take uh-huh. people's money. Uh, and it's it's very charming. It's very funny. Me and Autumn are playing it together, and uh, I put it on easy mode because like. It's, it's 2022 who the fuck has time for hard right. video games no yeah um, no for sure and it uh like it i don't know if it was just me not getting it or the, the controls being weird but like i was having a really hard time um there's a so when, you, when you're at a card game ta- when you're at like a table right um 
they want you to, when it's your turn to pick up the cards and deal, they want you to pick up the cards in a certain order so that uh, when you deal them out again, your 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 cooperator, your your, your other guy, your friend, uh, will always mm-hmm. get the face cards, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if you can picture four people's faces and there's three slots next to them, right? So, mm-hmm. your guy is the fourth slot. So, on the fourth card, you're going to want to make sure that you pick up the fourth card as a as a face card. Um, and it's, it, I was having, so, like, it was just so hard for me to understand. Me and Autumn were both looking at it like, I think I'm doing this right. <laughs> I'm like, is this really this hard? <laughs> is this why it's so hard to cheat at cards? I don't know. I guess so. It's going to teach you how. Mm-hmm. But it's just called Card Shark. It's, it's on Switch. And it's, uh, and like it's, I, in, it's set, set in 1700s France. I think. So when, when was Voltaire so, around? So I took I took Napoleon, Voltaire's money. <laughs> Napoleon could be there. Yeah, 18th century France. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Very cool. I don't know Shout if Napoleon, Napoleon. Shows up. if he does. I'll, I'll let you know. And I do mean, by the way, uh, Bonaparte and not dynamite. So. No. Oh, not to be not to be confused with dynamite. Um, yeah. Well, he didn't take. He didn't have his first uh, reign of leadership until 1804. So. Um, so I could Not I could conceivably sure. run into him and rob him. <laughs> you, could, you could you could you could rob him. You could set him on his on his path of conquest because he lost at cards to you. I think he's I think he's probably well on his way by that point. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but I'll let you know. I will let you know how it goes. But this is okay. one of the few games that Autumn and I are like got to be playing together. We 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 both really like the the kind of art well, style. That's and fun. Where is, what are you playing it on? The Switch? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very yep. cool. I haven't yep. turned my Switch on in a while. This is this is our audience's nightmare, isn't it? Just us talking just, about video just games. Just full, full video game. Nothing, nothing I got nothing funny else. I haven't done anything else. I've just played video games. Finally, just getting back into the swing of uh, of some gaming. You know. Yeah, my uh, one of the trees I planted died. Um, luckily, one of those, those bad boys have a return policy, so uh, they're just sending us a new one, which is kind of <laughs> neat. Um, shout out to new trees. Shout out to new trees. Um, but no, I've, I haven't really been doing a whole lot of anything to be honest with you we've been we've been chilling out autumn's been doing some horse riding um it is so incredibly hot down here mm-hmm. i don't know how, what mm-hmm. your weather is doing but i i can't stand to be outside for more than 10 minutes i let the dogs out earlier and penny just like walked five steps and then just fell on the concrete and like yeah, just collapsed and i was it. like do i just leave her here she seems fine <laughs> i'll give her a couple minutes and then come back gonna, yeah yeah it's tough it's tough i have really i'm not going outside much it sucks every year this happens where i get into a great routine of like going for runs or walks um every afternoon after work um uh, right around springtime because there's flowers everywhere everything's beautiful and then like june first hits and it's like brother if you come out here you will die today. you're gonna die just fyi you're gonna die today yeah um it hasn't actually been that bad we've had a couple of days in the 90s but for the most part it's been like 70s 80s and you can kind of deal with that yeah it's it's, it's just a, that humidity pretty, fu- pretty fucking miserable <laughs> down here uh you all got ac shout out to ac shout out, yeah we do um, have ac we get that bad we checked everyone in fact i spent a bunch of money on it this year getting it fixed because we had a freon leak Ooh. That's, a, that's a thing that they don't tell you about when you start owning houses. You have to worry about no. stuff like Freon. Nobody lists Freon leaks <laughs> on the documents. We had our, when we bought the place, the air conditioner came with the joint, and it was mm. it was pretty old when we bought it. So four or five years in, it was really struggling to keep up. And like in the winter time, it would just like be billowing smoke for some reason. <laughs> Not great. Not not, not on fire see. smoke, but just like some some chemical reaction. Definitely something's happened. up. <laughs> yeah, it is not. It's not looking good. Um, so yeah, we had to 
a while ago. We we replaced the whole thing, which was much much nicer because it used to get. Even now, my my uh, I have one of those smart thermostats, and uh, it like it, now we're in June. It sends me an email and is like something's up with your HVAC system. You've been you've been set on you know seventy five for three hours, but we have not cooled any, any more than two degrees. And I'm like, no, oh, dude, no. it's just hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, not you. I, it's not. I I see the error as well. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. Shout out to trees for hopefully in ten years. Yeah. Shout out honestly, big ups to trees. If big y'all could just cool trees. this shit down. Would be uh, much appreciated. I don't know if you read well, that how, page, how are page. we not growing trees in labs yet? I'm sure that we do. Yeah. But it just feels like if we have a tree shortage problem, we can just like toss some chemicals together, right? And pop out some chemical trees that are then going to give us oxygen and cool the world think that, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's that simple, Chris. I don't think it's the tree shortage <laughs> issue. I think it's. Damn, we can go to the fucking moon, allegedly, but we can't plant trees. When's the last time Ridiculous. we went to the moon, dog? We I don't, don't do, know. We don't do I that can't. shit anymore either. No, it's nothing there. <laughs> It's nothing there. Everyone, everyone that's been to the moon just has nothing to say about the moon. Besides, I feel yes, like that's that that's the big conspiracy. It's mm-hmm. not that we didn't go to the moon. It's that they went there and they were like, "This has been the biggest waste <laughs> of government money." It, this is a this is a cold, far rock. We came all the it. way out here, and it just feels like Tucson, Arizona, except less yeah. hospitable somehow. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. I'm stuck out here with fucking Neil or Bruce Neil, Armstrong, whichever, whoever yeah. the hell. Was. Fucking Neil, but you, I'm assuming that you're taking the perspective of Buzz, right? Buzz, yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you see the video of Buzz, um, like just straight up cold cocking somebody that said he was lying about Hell. going to the moon? Yeah, I would do the same thing though, because I'd be like, I didn't fucking fly to the fucking moon for the biggest disappointment of my life, just to come back down to Earth and hear you talk shit and you, <laughs> hear you say a bunch of sh- weird shit about Stanley Kubrick and making up stuff. Yeah, I went to the moon. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. It's, there's nothing out there. I don't want to go back. Don't make me go back. Send me to any other planet. Send um, yeah, we should we should send some vloggers to the moon. Really should, document that shit and then let them tell us. I, Yo, honestly, we're up here. This fucking bites, dude. <laughs> we should just send them into the sun instead. That would yeah, be a much better use of like, our time. That's, yeah, anyone with a YouTube account, look out. <laughs> we're coming after you, influencers. <laughs> We got, uh, uh, okay. We're steady getting emails, by the way, of people wanting to, us to um, promote their, their their all of their stuff. This week was uh, Pete's Coffee, um, which only got my attention because I'm, I'm I'm in full coffee snob mode uh, right now. Oh. So. people want us to promote Pete's Coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine Pete himself is it's not people. It's Pete asking. Uh, it was signed by a lady, so I don't think it was Pete. Oh, himself. so it's not Pete himself. Yeah, well, that's, um, I really it's, it's, it's would a lady appreciated named the personal touch. Who uh, Rachel says that they can grow our email list by five thousand to twenty five thousand opt ins. I could get twenty thousand new emails. <laughs> we can reach a six hundred thousand to two million consumers in our target audience, which is okay. just people that have watched the the TV show Merlin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe wow. and, and maybe some of our extended family for a couple of episodes before they get bored and just go to the moon. <laughs> Wow, all right. Um, uh, Pete's Coffee, Fromers, Joe's Jeans, TRX, and 8,000 more best-in-class brands. Wow, cool. Can we get Pete on the show, though? Can we see if we can arrange that? I, can see I used to drive down a Pete's, a Pete's, or I would drive by a Pete's Coffee uh, uh, van. I assumed it was Pete himself, but now I'm starting to think that there might be more than one Pete in this endeavor. These emails always uh, start 
uh, my team and I were discussing Monster of the Week mm. the other day and how much we love your branding. Mm. Were you, Rachel? Difficult. <laughs> I don't think difficult. That... <laughs> difficult for me to, to I just, believe, I don't know. Rachel. I just doubt it. I doubt it a little bit, my man. I just, mm. I just kind of mm. doubt it. Our branding, eh? Our branding, you say? <laughs> Lord. Uh, I am in full coffee snob mode. I bought two coffee devices. Um, Very and, cool. And uh, one, uh, I the direction said to put three tablespoons of coffee in. And when I tell you that I thought I had done four lines of cocaine, yeah, yeah, I, it was it was probably like seven in the morning. You were pretty um, yacked up, from what I remember, dude. I was, I was, I was on fire. I legitimately thought I was gonna have to do something. Autumn was out of town, and like I was like, I don't. I mean, combining this with an edible doesn't seem like a good idea, but I don't have mm-hmm. anything, anything else to bring me down. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? I, just, just water, I guess. Right. That's my, that's my solution for everything. Just anytime I'm like, I'm either too <laughs> fucked up, or the thing that I, I ran into a lot was I would eat like too much salt. Because uh-huh. I love fucking salty foods, and especially when I first started my my uh, my current job, I'm just like I was my first office job, so I'm sitting there just fucking eating snacks all day. Because I'm like, no one's here to stop me. I'm not on my feet. I can just fucking eat, and I would have so much salty food, and then I'd be like, I'm gonna die. I have to drink a thousand gallons of water, piss all this out, and you know what? It does the trick. Next time I will drink a bunch of water, but instead I just played. Um Probably a solid twelve hours of Slay the Spire in a row. Yeah, with you honed in. You honed in big time, <laughs> dude. It was it was bad. And like four four or five o'clock came around, and I'm like, I am still a little fucked You're up. You're zooming, dude. Like I was I was zooming. It was it was an intense experience. I uh, Autumn was like, I want to try one. So I made and I had been practicing, and I, so I made. Um, I was going to make myself one. I was like, here, you try it. And she tried it. She was like, oh, I'll just drink this. Like, this is no problem. I was like, okay, cool. So the next morning we wake up and like, she's about to start the work day. And she's like, can you make me another one of those? And I'm like, absolutely no problem. She's like, you can go ahead and put a little more coffee in it though. I kind of want to get the zoomies. And I was like, okay. Try to get yacked up. Fast forward. (laughs) Like I was in the living room on my laptop doing work. uh, And she comes out and she's like, her arms are splayed wide and she's got this big like (laughs) grin on her face. And she's like, are my hands glowing right now? And I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) It'll do it to you. It'll do it. That's a legal high. That's a legal high. Oh, you know what we should have talked about that I forgot about Chris. What? Jensen Ackles ass. Oh, have you seen it? I've seen it. Yeah. (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been watching The Boys, so... Uh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, all right. I, just, well, I thought there was something else. Okay. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. He, he, was, he was just bare ass on a TV show. Yes, 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 okay. No, no, I have, seen the, I have seen the image, I have seen the image. I'll be real with you, you didn't really leave an impression on me. Guess what, Chris? People on the internet, mm. weird about male nudity. Can you uh, imagine? Can you imagine uh, that that's a thing? I suppose. Uh, I, um, I actually, I did not engage with a lot of the um fandom like i didn't go look at our monster of the week feed or anything um i just kind of saw some of the edges of it but uh it's it's so hilarious because like watching it outside of just a screenshot right just like watching the tv show mm-hmm. and like he steps out and it's it's no different than any other like high profile actor ass like it's just a butt right like it's just, it's a, just a butt. it's just a butt but he is so fucking do you remember like season what was it season six sam Season five, yeah, season six, Sam, right or seven, maybe when he got all yoked up. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, when he started going full yoke, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Where he's just fucking beefy. Like this is mm-hmm. Jensen Ackles' moment, dude. Like that dude looks insane. <laughs> I don't know why he got this ripped, dude, but he is fucking ripped. Sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Um, I got nothing but respect for huge yoked dudes. Uh, so, dude, if um... you're going to go, I mean, like, not that he was in bad shape at all, but like Dean Winchester looked like a 
like a normal guy, right? Like a he, kind of Dean Winchester was extraordinarily normal. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe not as far as the the physique. Like he, I think he's probably he had probably had some abs at some point, but for the most part, he just like looks like a regular dude. Um, but yeah, no, even seeing the pictures of him book before he was on the boys, like training and stuff, he definitely looked huge you know there's this the scene in the beginning of this episode where arthur gets out of bed shirtless uh, and you can tell uh, he's been like working out he's been you know working that core or whatever i don't know if they like made him if he was supposed to be like a treat for the audience or whatever but just imagine him just coming out like full yoke just full fucking yokes. gigantic just, like ripping out of his armor and shit full on, merlin, like merlin was unwilling to go there and that's its biggest flaw <laughs> i'd love to see colin all ripped up he could probably just fucking it. yacked merlin oh dude i bet you could just put in buff merlin this should be the new discord thing do you remember yes. Burf, buff, buff merlin Deer? can we um i think uh hold on unfortunately I... it's just a p- bunch of like pictures of merlin and then also colin looking you know like colin not necessarily buffed well i think that dude's probably he's probably had some buff rolls i mean not according to this google search oh. looks like a i guess i guess no no no. he's he's got some pecs like he's he's done some He's done some stuff. He's in um he's in uh the fall opposite Jillian Anderson. So I feel like you gotta get like a little yoked what? to be on screen with her. I watched a little bit of that and I don't remember him being in it. I don't know if he, he plays a like he's like a young cop in, in like her investigation team. I'm not sure if he's in season one or if it's just season two that he comes in. Um but he's got like shaggier hair and I it took me a really long time when watching Merlin to be like, Where do I know this dude from? I'm gonna And then finally be like, Oh fucking shit. He was in the fall. I'm going to send you this this meme. I don't think it's very spoilery. Like, I don't see anything here. But uh, just look at this picture that I just found. Are you sending it to my telephone? Yeah, oh, I, sent it to, it I sent it to your telephone. Okay. Well, okay. We got hey, we got a little bit of we got a little bit of. Um, he looks a little he looks out. a little jacked in season five. That bottom right a picture. Jacked. Yeah, he's looking a little jacked. All right, okay. It's very funny to me. I guess uh, since we're already here, do you want to just continue talking about Merlin? I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs>